Praise the Lord. We're just glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight. I'm going to be reading out of 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9 and verse 10. Amen. If you love the Lord, say amen. amen. We love the Lord tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. What a desire, what a request. Let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Tonight I would like to talk to you for a few moments on the thought dipped in oil. The importance of being dipped in oil tonight. And I pray to God that the Lord speaks to us in a special way. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word that you have given us. We thank you, Lord, for each and every one that is here tonight. We're asking a special anointing upon your servant and upon each heart that is here to worship and praise your name. Speak to us, Lord, according to your will. Let your presence and your spirit penetrate our hearts, and we'll give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I would ask, I've noticed that in, in a lot of our services, I notice some people taking notes. Uh, I, would, I would ask you not to take notes when I preach. You can't keep up with me anyway. I'm too fast. <laughs> Amen. And I think you lose a little bit. When we teach on Tuesdays, if there's a lesson, you can take notes if you like. Well, the best thing to do is go by the tape, then you got the whole thing there. Amen. But I appreciate that. Put your notes away because sometimes you get away from your notes and you start writing other things to kill time. And we're not here to kill time. We're here to kill the devil. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, certain animals have certain enemies. Uh different types of parasites uh, we have if you remember a while back the mad cow disease it was a terror to the cows and and uh, it uh, it really shook up the whole world in general because of that and we have after that there has been other diseases that have, that have come upon uh, uh, cattle today and and so on but Tonight, I would like to kind of concentrate a little bit on something that is very similar to us. Even the Lord compares it to us, and that's the sheep. Amen. The, the sheep suffer from uh, different diseases. I worked with them when I worked in the slaughterhouse. We used to kill them, and uh, 
you know, skin them and prepare them for your table. So don't grow sour on me like, you know, oh, how did he do that? We, a lot of people eat lamb. In doing so, I, I was already saved and, and I saw the, the way these little animals would, would react. I worked for years killing or slaughtering uh, cattle, beef, bulls and cows and steers and so on. And what a big difference when we went into uh, the uh, Farmer John's and began to, to kill lamb or sheep. Very different in character, in personality, if you want to say that. Uh, the, the cattle, they would, they would fight you off. They would hurt you if you got in the same pen with them. But the sheep were different. Easily guided. Easily taken into the kill chute. Uh, when we'd go to, to kill the, the cattle, it, uh, at first it was with a sledgehammer on the head. Then with a, with a gun in back of the head. And every time they would give you a fight. They would give you a battle. It wasn't easy. Sometimes they'd move their head just when you shoot. The bullet would go underneath and everybody would be ducking for that bullet. That's how fast they were. They were fighting for their lives. They would not just lay it down. Well, when I started working for Farmer John and... and uh, we saw them, how they were killing the, the lamb, the sheep, and it was so much different. They would use a goat. We used to call him Billy. He said, go get him, Billy. And all Billy would do was walk over to where the sheep were in the pen, and then he would walk in front of them, just walk, that's all, toward the kill chute, and all the sheep would follow him without no problem at all. He'd take them in there and Hang them while they were alive. You can hardly hang a, a steer when they're alive. They'll kick you. They'll kill you if they can, but not the sheep. They would get them by the hinds and hang them up and with a very, very sharp knife, almost like a razor blade. They would just stick them right on the juggler vein without making any noise, without making any a fuss. They would just stay there. They'd blink their eyes and they're gone. And all the time that I was there, I really thought how perfect God is that he would compare this particular animal to himself or to us, his people, because of the character of the sheep. But the sheep also uh, suffer from uh, certain enemies. One of the greatest enemies of the sheep is a nose fly. I told you about this nose fly before. That nose fly will, would, would uh, go around the sheep and land on his nose and he would, land, he would lay an egg on the nose and that egg on the damp part of the nose would eventually uh, work its way inside the nose and after a while it would work its way inside to the brain, inside the head of the sheep. And that little... Lamb was uh, uh, very much shaken, you can tell, by its eyes. You can tell by uh, the way it was acting. It was not normal for a lamb to 
uh, run and bump into things and and it would beat her head on the rocks and and beat her head on the side of the uh, uh, of the fence and and fall on the uh, on the ground and and rub its face on the dirt because of the aggravation of that little fly that little bug that got inside of the brain that would eventually take its life and uh, i seen these and how they would beat and, and rub their head on the dirt. And uh, they lose total control of themselves. We'd have to kill them before it got real bad because once they die on their own, you cannot use them for, for beef or for meat. Eventually, that particular uh, uh, lamb would go blind and it would die. And when I look at that, I remember I was a new convert in the Lord and I used to apply that to the life of each and every one of us before we came to God and how the enemy had us the same way. Do you know that the Bible calls the devil the Lord of the flies? He is the Lord of the flies. I guess the reason for that is because he doesn't give up. Don't think that because you overcame him one time he's going to leave you alone. He will continually come back at you. You must be full of the Holy Ghost. Dipped in the oil of the Holy Ghost constantly to be able to ward off the evilness of the world and the enemy today. But that was our condition. We would beat our heads, basically we could say in a certain way, trying to figure things out and how can we get out of this mess? How can I change my life? My life was a life without direction. As some of you might be today, don't have any direction in your life. Uh, it seems like everything's going well for you, but then all of a sudden things don't go as well as you anticipated that it would go. There's no direction in your life because you're not guided by the Holy Ghost. There's no direction in your life because you don't know where, where you're going tomorrow or what is going to happen tomorrow in your life. According to what we saw, that little lamb would beat her head on the dirt and lose control of herself. That's exactly what the enemy had us doing. Rubbing our heads on the dirt. Eventually, he would totally blind us as to what we were doing and what was going on in our lives. Even now, some people come to the Lord and, and it's so hard to get rid of this addiction. And you go all right for a little while, but you see you haven't been dipped in oil. God hasn't really gotten a hold of you or you haven't gotten a hold of God the way you're supposed to. So uh, well, the trial comes and, and eventually you lose control of yourself again and you go blind, spiritually speaking, thinking that you can do it on your own and that you don't need prayer and you don't need this and you don't need that because everything is, is, is going to be all right. You can do it on your own. Sin starts with a thought in the brain, in the head. You entertain that thought, and that thought will, will eventually become a reality. That thought will cause you to sin. 
to sin against God and sin against yourself. The devil thrashes you in the dirt because he doesn't want to be alone. If you understand the scriptures, the Lord told the serpent that she was going to crawl on her belly as long as she lived. That means that she was going to be eating dirt. The devil doesn't like to be down there by himself. He likes company. If you believe that, say amen. 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 So, the condition of the, the sinner is we could see it in a lamb that has been, uh, that has allowed, or rather that has, uh, the fly has laid its egg on its nose and worked its way up into the brain and has caused all this trouble and all of these problems and, and, and this craziness that's going on in their mind, uh, uh, not having a sense of direction, uh, not having a sense of anything because That little uh, bug is inside the brain, playing with the brain, eating at the brain. You beat your head against dead ends in in your life. I remember that. Thought we could do it. Oh, buy a a car, that's going to do it. And it does it for a month or so, then you're back there again doing the same thing. Go to jail for a little while, come, and you come out saying, I'm a changed man. It'll work for two weeks, and you're back out there doing the same thing again. The Bible says that sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. It brings forth death. That little lamb was destined to die. Because once the fly began to eat up the brain, that lamb would kill itself just running into things and bumping its head upon the rocks and so on. It would take its own life. But you see, the shepherd that was wise knew a solution to the problem of the sheep. The shepherd would get some oil and he would apply an antidote, a remedy, to the head of the sheep. And this remedy, this oil, what it would do is that when the fly would draw close to it, he would not land on the sheep because he couldn't stand the smell of the oil. So he would go somewhere else. After a while, according to where they were at, according to the terrain, according to the area, if it was needed and there was a lot of flies, the shepherd would not only anoint or throw oil on the head, on the eyes, on the ears, on the neck of the sheep, but he would take this lamb over to a certain area and dunk dunk him into a big old basin full of that oil to make sure that every part of that sheep was dipped in oil. Do you understand what we're talking about tonight? Amen. It was a certain kind of oil that was poured on the head and the nose. And as soon as this oil was applied, there was an incredible reformation in that little animal. All of a sudden, something would happen. Good feelings would come because they were no longer being attacked by the flies that were there. Once the oil was applied to the sheep's head, there was an immediate change in behavior. 
Isn't that what happened when you came to the Lord? When God filled you with the Holy Ghost? When you were dipped in the oil of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Your behavior changed. At least it was supposed to change. Your attitude changed. Amen. Decisions that uh, you couldn't make before now, you can make them because you are a changed man, because you have been dipped in oil, the oil of the Holy Ghost. Praise the name of the Lord. The aggravation was gone. The sleepless nights are no longer there. Now you can sleep. Now you are in comfort. Now you don't have to be afraid like you were afraid before. The frenzy was gone. The, the irritability and the restlessness was gone. Peace came upon that particular lamb and all those that were dipped in oil. Praise the name of the Lord. You know what it was? It was the anointing. It was the anointing. It was the oil. It was the anointing. The shepherd took that oil and put it all over the sheep's body. And that way the enemy or rather the, the, the flies could not land. And they could not deposit amen, their larvae on the nose of that sheep to cause that frenzy. And to cause death eventually on that sheep. And that's the way we are tonight. Hallelujah. That's why the Lord says that if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We need to be bathed with the power and with the glory of the Holy Ghost. We need to be dipped in the oil of the Holy Ghost tonight to be able to ward off the evil spirits that are in the world today that are trying to take you out. Amen. That you might sin against God. It was the oil that made the difference. Oil in scripture, if you understand, refers to anointing. It refers to the Holy Ghost. So if you want to keep the devil away, like the shepherd did with the sheep, then you must, amen, anoint, be anointed with the Holy Ghost. You must be filled and saturated with the glory of God. Hallelujah, because if you anoint yourself or let God anoint you with his presence and with his spirit, when the enemy comes as a fly does, he will not be able to land in your heart. He will not be able to do have no power against you because the oil of the Holy Ghost will take over. Praise the name of the Lord and you'll be victorious all the days of your life. Praise the Lord. It keeps the devil away. Flies will not land where there is oil. And ye shall receive power. That's the Holy Ghost. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Praise the name of the Lord. How many here have the Holy Ghost? How many here have spoken in tongues? Let me tell you, my friend, it's important that we understand the need that we have of the Holy Ghost. It's important that we understand that if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, it's very possible that we would not make it, that we would lose out with God. Hallelujah. We understand that the Holy Ghost will give you the power to overcome and to conquer the wiles of the devil tonight. And some people today, I want to say, are thinking that one application of the Spirit of God is enough. One application of the oil is going to get you through. 
You are sadly mistaken, my friend. You need to keep that fire burning. You need to keep the oil running. Hallelujah. You need to go back ever so often and get refilled with the power and with the glory of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, that's why you look so sad. That's why you look so dead sometimes. Because you need to go back to Calvary and allow the Lord to anoint you with a new oil again. Hallelujah. We need to be dunked. We need to be dipped in oil every day of our lives that we might become victorious in our walk with the Lord. You see, the shepherd knew that the fly was persistent. You want to know how the devil works? Look at a fly. I got them every day in my office. I hate them. And I've told you that before. I can't stand to eat when I know there's a fly in the room because I can just imagine I'm going to open my mouth and at the time that I do, it's going to fly in. And I'm going to be eating a sandwich with fly in it. I can't stand them. I've got to kill it somewhere, somehow, before I begin to eat. Because they are very persistent. You swat them. If you miss them, they'll go away. And when they see that you put the swat stick away, they'll come back. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Amen. When I see a fly flying in my office, I take out the black flag. And I put it on top of my desk and they don't come around. They see, they know, they're devils. <laughs> you see, but you see, the way, the way a fly is, is the way the devil is. That's why the Lord compares him to a fly. Amen, because he is persistent. He's not going to give up. The only way you're going to conquer him and keep flies away, amen, is not to put one of those fly things up there. Sure, carry a good Holy Ghost fly swatter, but you must be filled with the presence of God. You must be anointed with the Holy Ghost. You must be saturated with the power and with the glory of God every day of your life. Don't come to church, hallelujah, and leave the same. Don't go a day without speaking in tongues. Amen. I speak in tongues every day. I want to speak tongues every day. I want to go, amen, to the shepherd. And I want him to pour of that Holy Ghost on top of me. And saturate me with the glory and with the power of God. Praise the name of the Lord. And then sometimes that is not enough. The shepherd knew that the fly was persistent. So there was a continuous and renewed application of oil to forestall the flies. That's the way it is with us. Amen. And not only that, he would get those sheep ever so often and he would dip their whole bodies in oil. That's the way we have to be. Don't be satisfied with a little touch. Hallelujah. I'm not satisfied with a little touch. I'm not satisfied with a little light 
la la. No, sir. I want to be dipped in oil. I want to get saturated with the glory of God. Praise the name of the Lord wherever I go. If I'm in my car, I want to be able to speak in tongues. If I'm at home, I want to speak in tongues. If I'm at the job, I want to speak in tongues. If I'm in my tractor or my truck, I want to speak in tongues. Saturate me, Lord. Dip me in oil today that I might be strong enough to war off the evilness of the world. Praise the name of the Lord and to conquer every day of my life. One application is not enough. One song is not enough. I remember, amen, as we were interviewing people, and I told you this before. I asked them they were going to be in the ministry. And I asked the brother, when was the last time you spoke in tongues? And he couldn't remember the last time he spoke in tongues. You can imagine how the enemy badgered that man, not covered by the blood, not covered with the oil that wards and have that, that gives you the power to overcome anything that comes your way. The Bible says, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Lord, dip me in oil, God. Saturate me with your presence and with your power, oh God. Let me feel the glory of the Holy Ghost in every service, oh Lord. And if I don't feel it, I'm not going to get discouraged. It's just that God is preparing me for something better up ahead praise the name of the Lord but oh God let me have the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost every day in my life praise God don't settle for one application don't settle for one la 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 once a month no sir oh I spoke in tongues last week no, sir. Amen. Make it a point to speak in tongues every day. You say, I don't know about that. Why not? Amen. Let God dip you in the oil. Amen. Where you can speak in tongues every day. It's not hard once God fills you with the Holy Ghost to let go of those tongues and just speak in tongues and praise God in tongues and glorify God in tongues. It's not hard to come to the house of God and clap your hands and worship God. Dip yourself in the oil of the Holy Ghost and God will bless you and give you the power to overcome. Don't be satisfied with that one application. Elijah had the anointing. But so did Elisha. But you see, Elisha noticed that Elijah had a lot of anointing. He knew that Elijah was a man that knew how to walk with God. And he knew his own struggles. So his desire was, man, I want to one day be like Elijah. I wonder if you think that. 
one day I want to be like brother so-and-so. He's strong in the Lord. He loves God. Or I want to be like, like my mom, my mama. I see her praying all the time and I want to be like that. I, wanna, I, want, I want to be just like that. I wonder if that's what you think. Or I wonder if you're, you're looking toward good examples in your life to pattern yourself after. Amen. Elijah was full of the Holy Ghost and Elisha had it, but he wanted more and he was not going to be satisfied. You call that selfishness? I don't care what you call it. You call me selfish if I tell you that if you lose your Holy Ghost, I'll take it. It's all right. I'll take your Holy Ghost. I'll go and dip in your tank, the tank that belongs to you. If you don't dunk into it, let me jump in. I'll jump in head first and I'll be anointed to the power of God. Praise the name of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. So don't lose what you have and don't be satisfied with one anointing only. Amen. He was not satisfied. And when Elijah looked at him, he knew that something was going on in Elisha's mind. And he looked over to Elisha and said, Elisha, if there was one thing that you would want of me, what would it be? And Elisha said that I would have a double portion of what you have. You're a great man. I see the way you love God. I see the way you serve God. I see how faithful you are to church. I see the way you, you, you are with people. That's the way I want to be. I haven't got there, but I want to be that and more. I want a double portion of that. I want to imitate that. I want to be just like that. I want to be genuine. I want to be a true Christian full of the power and the glory of God. That's what I want. Give me a double portion of that. And you know the story. Elijah said, okay, but when my mantle comes off of me, when I'm taken up into heaven, I want you to catch it. And when you do, that's, that means that you're going to have exactly what you asked for. And Elisha did not leave Elijah's side. He followed him. He watched him. He watched over him. He slept by him. He ate by him. He walked next to him. Wherever Elijah went, Elisha was there. And when he dropped his mantle, Elisha was there to catch it and God gave him a double portion because he was a man that was not satisfied with just a little bit of God. He wanted all of God. He wanted more of God every day of his life. I want more of God tonight. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't be satisfied with what you have tonight but ask God to give you more. Praise the Lord. Amen. Even Caleb's daughter, as I come to a close tonight. Caleb, that great warrior, he was not satisfied with the blessing. He had been a warrior all his life, but he remembered a promise that was made to him that when the land was to be divided, he was going to inherit a piece and a portion of that land. And when they were giving out all the lands, they missed him. <laughs> and he went over and said, hey, wait a minute. Didn't you forget something? They looked at old feeble man and said, wait a minute. Nah, I don't think so. He said, what about me? I can imagine them what they were thinking. 
you feeble old man. You, you, you've done your part, you know. You, you've been in wars and you got your medals and you've done this and you've done that. It's time to retire. Take it easy. At his old age, he kept going back into the oil tank, dipping his whole body in there, getting renewed because he wasn't satisfied with where he was. He says, you know, I want that mountain. They looked over there. They thought of giving it to him. They said, this is a ridiculous old man here. He wants that mountain. Well, uh, Caleb, why don't we give you that one over there? See, it's over by the retirement camp. It's fenced. Has wheelchairs and Electric cars, <laughs> maids, and you can just spend the rest of your life just kicking back, man. Relax. You've already done your part. Elijah looks at them, I believe, with those deep eyes and says, I want that mountain. But Elijah, there's giants in the land. He says, ah, Giants, nothing. I've been dipped. I've been anointed. I've been saturated with the glory and with the power of God. Give me that mountain. I'll fight my way through and I'll get to that mountain. What an attitude. What a spirit. Man, if we could have that kind of an attitude. Any little thing goes wrong. Call my mommy. Tell her to bring me my chichi. You need to dip in oil to ward away the flies. Oil will give you power and you shall receive power after you've been dipped in oil. After you've been bathed with the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost. There's some here tonight that need a refilling of the power of God. When was the last time you really got down and felt the glory of God in your life? When was the last time that you were really able to say no to certain friends of yours when was the last time that you were with your friends and you were embarrassed you didn't want them to know that you go to church you see you need to be bathed in the oil of God saturated where the devil can't touch you not only that the devil can't even get close to you he comes by you. He says, hey, that house is full of oil. The death angel came in the middle of the night at midnight and came to a house without the blood, without the oil. He went in there and killed all the firstborn of that house. Went to the next one. Same thing. 
that was weeping in Egypt. Much weeping. But then he went to the other one. And what did he see? He saw the doorpost and a stain of blood. That house had been dipped in oil. That house was bathed with the power of God. And the devil couldn't even get close. I believe they had to close their eyes and turn the opposite way and walk with their, with their, with their backs toward that house where the blood was at because they couldn't stand the house that had the blood. The devil can't stand you when you are bathed with the oil of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's stand together tonight.